0: Hello, and welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell.
1: And I'm Louise Coleman.
0: And today we are talking about Dorothy Stratton, who was probably most famous for being playmate of the year in 1980, but she also appeared in some films. We'll be talking about those and also the biopics Death of a Centerfold and Star 80, which were both released in the early 80s, shortly after her murder. So we could start with just maybe some initial impressions of Dorothy and just some general thoughts.
1: Nice, I'm not gonna lie. i like, it's gonna be bad, but I didn't know who Dorothy was before all of this. Everybody knew when we were planning what who to do and you brought her up. And so that's where I've learned about her. Which is really sad because I think she's a great woman now. And I really respect her as an actress because you could tell that she wanted to be an actress and work hard for it. And it just makes me really upset, like, what happened to her. But yeah, I'm glad we're doing this about her because she just seemed like such a great person. Audrey, what
0: about I just remember being interested by her story and just she was so young when she died. She's only 20. Yeah. I wasn't expecting all of this to hit me as hard as it did, but I, yeah, I really care about her and learning her story has affected me a lot. And I wish like these movies she was in had been better so I could go back and revisit, Yeah, but I don't think I will. Oh, Maybe a God. super oh. cut of Galaxina or something.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. In a way, I think it's more upsetting that the movies weren't very good she she deserved better than that in her career as well but she was just starting out
1: exactly that's what we gotta remember as well yeah was. she was just starting out
0: yeah should i talk oh, no.
1: about playboy we've, we've started on so just that. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so yes playboy that's where her career began her boyfriend at the time paul snyder he sent in some photos of her to Playboy for like their 25th anniversary magazine or something. She didn't win, but she caught the attention of Hugh Hefner, who, as everyone knows, major scumbag and yep. head of Playboy Enterprises. Yes. And she just became involved in that whole system. She worked as a Playboy bunny briefly, which is like their waitresses in the clubs. Yeah, The iconic uh outfit and then she was playmate of the month in what was uh, August 79 and then playmate of the year in 1980. Yeah that's a backstory there but yes. yeah I think we this is definitely an important aspect of her life to talk about because there's such a history behind Playboy mm-hmm. and its exploitation of young women and she was like their ideal pawn in a way and i'm not sure about you what your viewpoints of playboy were and maybe are today and how you feel it affects women and women's sexuality
1: Yeah, uh, yeah playboy's a really tricky one isn't it That's so hard um, because it's so tricky to talk about it. I don't um, I don't hate it, hate it. I obviously understand that it definitely does objectify women and it does push us back a bit. But also, like, I love pretty women. It's great. All of my faves have been in it, which is weird. <laughs> Maybe I'm just on my type. So it's just really weird. And there's, like, a weird craze in, like, the early 2000s with Playboy and, like, the image where, like, it was, like, plastered on everything. And I had a Playboy backpack.
0: <laughs> no way. So inappropriate. <laughs> Like as a kid? Yeah.
1: Oh my God. It was everywhere. The Playboy (laughs) Bunny. Like (laughs) it's weird to actually, yeah, have that all around you. Yeah. Um, But I know I'm probably really bad feminists for saying it, but I don't like hate it. I really don't. But obviously when you think about Dorothy, yes, she was 18. She wasn't even allowed to just go off on her own. She had to get signature from, now, can you correct me? Because I think I've got this wrong. Was it her mom or her aunt? Her mom. Okay, thank yeah. you. Because in center pole, is her aunt.
0: Yeah, they had to like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, nope, that's wicked. I can't, like, <laughs> oh my god, all my notes are wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, no, I was confused
1: too. But yeah, so on that front with Dorothy, where her mum had to sign off on her pictures being sent, and then also didn't like um, that's really dodgy. And was really dodgy for Playboy to be like, yeah, let's let's ask this mum for consent. I think if you're asking someone's mum for consent, I. <laughs> Not not that's a it. good sign. Yeah, no, no, that's not right. Don't do like, that. <laughs> so that's really scummy, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's really tricky because I know what to say, but in depth of centerfold, she's actually really opposed to taking pictures, of the boy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bit like I don't think. I don't know. I don't like it when they frame it in a way that's holier than now. I'm better than this. I'm better than Playboy. Mm -hmm. Because it it helped with her career and stuff. And probably with loads of other people's career. I'm sorry. I know this is probably a really bad statement. But yeah. Yeah. They should not have hired an 18-year-old, basically, is also what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's dodgy. (laughs) Don't like that. Yeah. Audrey, please give me, like, a cohesive and coherent (laughs) process (laughs) about your views on Playboy. (laughs)
0: Oh, man, my views on Playboy. I have a very complicated relationship because I think Playboy was, it's in concept, totally fine because they hired all of these women who were looking for jobs and they paid them well, but then they had to exploit them like monetarily and exploit their bodies. They were using women's liberation as a front for their own profit and gain. And I think any system that's set up that way is just, it's just bound to go wrong. Playboy was actually based on the exploitation of Marilyn Monroe. That's uh, how it was created, was taking her photo, Mm -hmm. her nude photos, and putting them in the magazine. And so I think that's pretty telling of what Playboy is
1: yeah like it, that that just shows
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i think just the promise of helping young women find more career like a different career path and get paid well and have this like family environment i can see the draw and they just they couldn't really get out of that unfortunately and so I think it's interesting with these two biopics, too, how Hugh Hefner is portrayed in them. We'll definitely get into that. But I think after Dorothy's murder, stories started coming out, people started coming forward and sharing about how awful and abusive and traumatic their experiences were. So I guess maybe that's one good thing that came out of all of that. Yeah, Hugh Hefner is hopefully rotting in the deepest depths of hell. I can't even describe like how awful he was.
1: And he is rotten in hell with Paul Snyder.
0: Oh, for sure. There are
1: two compartments in the worst part of hell.
0: Yeah. I'm just disappointed too that I always knew Hugh Hefner as just this weird kind of old guy, but that was the image he wanted to project was... Just he's a little quirky, but he cares about women. So I'm just like, of course, I fell for that. But learning more about the depths of the story has really changed my perspective. And I think, too, it hurts women who do want to display their nude bodies, which I think is fine. But it's now there's this whole association with that. Like sex work is work. But it's, I think Playboy ruined that for the general public.
1: Because, yeah, I, just, I never want to be like bashing, because it's It's not sex work, it's in the same veil. And I never mm-hmm. want to be seen as like bashing it. But yeah, I, I think the problem is though, is that it's held, sorry, it's headed by like a man. It's never going to be good, a straight man as well. It's never going to be good for like the women's liberation.
0: There was this docuseries I watched a little bit of, I guess that I maybe want to plug, Called Secrets of Playboy. It's just horrific, honestly. Definitely do not watch it if you're easily triggered, but it has a lot of good information. It, it's good to learn this stuff, but it's also very difficult. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You have to know that going in. Yeah. But okay, maybe we could move on to something a little less depressing. I could talk a little bit about Skate Town USA. Oh, yes. If you want. Yes. Okay. It was very early Dorothy Stratton. I watched this actually with my movie club, so I didn't even know she was in it. And then she just showed up, and I was like, what weird timing. It was really weird. But it's basically about this, like, skating rink, a night in the life of all of these different people at the skating rink. And she's there for a couple scenes there's some point where they put all these like drugs on the pizza and so everybody is going crazy for the pizza oh my god and that's why she's just like waiting there standing in line because they have to like make all more pizzas and i think even just in that her like one scene she's very memorable
2: you got to eat that pizza i just had one i got enough gas to take me to pittsburgh my name's Leonard Bark, comedian, snappy dresser, and all-around good age. The minute I got in town, I got off on the wrong foot. Got in the cab, as I laid a lady cab driver. She said, how oh, far would you like to go? My case comes up Tuesday. Just my luck. I went to see guess who's coming to dinner twice. I guess wrong both times.
3: Can I have my pizza, please?
2: And the salary they pay in Las Vegas, Dean Martin, $150,000 a week. What good is it? it ain't steady? And they're after your money in Vegas. Don't kid yourself. That slot machine's in the toilets. If you don't win, you don't go.
3: Can I have my pizza, please?
2: No luck at all. I taught my dog to eat better sound of the bell. He ate the avon lady.
3: Look, I'll take it frozen.
0: I really like the movie. It's really crazy, very 70s. Patrick Swayze's first film.
1: Oh, my he's God. He a great
0: skate routine number.
1: <laughs> what? I didn't know it was his first film. Yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing. He's very
0: young. But, yeah, I'd recommend that one.
1: Also, oh. Dorothy looks great in it as well. Yeah, like
0: she loved to roller skate.
1: And this is a, this will be this won't be the first time. The last time we yeah. see a roller skate as well.
0: That's true. <laughs> All right, Galaxina, did you wanna go ahead and? Oh my god, yes. Okay, okay.
1: Galaxina. <laughs> wow, what a film! Galaxina is in it 1980. It's 1980. And it's a sci-fi film, but it's, like, a parody of science fiction films. So like, it opens with, like, text, like, in Star Wars. It's Captain's Logs, like, it's in Star Trek. We also get a Star Trek reference, but there's, like, a Leonard Nimoy. I couldn't work out if it actually was him or, like, it was just a person that looked <laughs> like him.
0: I think it, it was, it like, had, his twin brother. <laughs> like,
1: they were spitting images of each other. It's yeah. <laughs> just overall just a really crazy, wacky film. It's not good. no. So I've upped my rating since watching it oh. because I gave it a 1 when I first watched it and now I've actually upped it to a 2. It's not going okay. up too much but I was like, you know That's what, so I think about then. It. It's funny, it's great. So Dorothy Stratton plays the title character, Galaxina, who is a robot and who they proudly say at the beginning in the text that Man finally created a machine with feelings and her name is Galaxina and so so that's Dorothy Stratton in the first half she actually doesn't have any lines so I was thinking like oh my god it's going to be the whole film but then later on in the second half which is the best half for me which which is what made me bump it up she speaks and it's great but basically the plot is like they're on they're like a fleet of space cops Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's the year 3008 as well so it's so far away yeah They have to collect this what was it, is it the blue the blue, the blue, star. blue star the blue star
0: ah. it, oh. <laughs> I actually I love, love that running gas. I love
1: that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Every time someone would say blue star
2: ah.
1: <laughs> that would happen and it's so funny and they keep it up as well which I think uh-huh. is very good and then, it's only a short <laughs> film as well. It's very short, like 80 minutes. Mm. So I'm not like, I'm going to like literally just say the end of it. But basically they get Galaxina to go on this land to do it because it's like a different planet. It's, they might not use like, used to like.
0: Humans can't like, go on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. of the atmosphere or something. I, oh my God.
1: The filter they put on. <laughs> oh my God. That was so bad. It was it's like, like Mad orange, Max. <laughs> yeah. But like to 11. Like yeah. They like, they. Yeah. <laughs> but um, then yeah basically she just gotta go and get this thing she goes into a bar and there's human food like as in humans are the food yeah. uh then she gets kidnapped by a biker gang and yeah it's just great it's great yeah. and
0: they <laughs> worshipped harley, harley davidson, davidson.
1: <laughs> best film ever what what were you thinking yeah why did i give this a one <laughs> But yeah, what a crazy film that is! Yeah, isn't it? what what a wild film! <laughs> I feel like this would be—it's it's definitely a cult film, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'd want to watch it at like a bad movie club. Yeah, like, I feel like this would be funny with a whole like the room, for example, like with a whole crowd of people. It would be hilarious. To watch yeah,
0: this. I just watched it by myself.
1: Right, that literally. So me. that's <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think that's the ideal scenario. <laughs>
1: No, you gotta get a group together and watch this crazy thing. Yeah, all
0: night. Um, yeah, that's a good synopsis.
1: Thank you. I feel like it <laughs>
0: captures the insanity of this movie.
1: One of the characters in it, it's called Cornelius Butt. Oh, I oh yeah,
0: it. he's the captain. Can't
1: say that, yeah.
0: <laughs> and they have to say that a lot, like they, yep, captain always Butt or just Butt. Or- <laughs> That's and true. I laughed almost every time. <laughs> which is the most embarrassing part You're of that. You're
1: part of the problem. Yeah. Like, the sergeant has a bit of a romance with Galaxina. And I do like it when she could talk and she could actually consent to him. I like them two together. Yeah. Uh, uh, at, the at the end. That's such a funny way to say. It. <laughs> that's what I have to deal with these films. Yeah.
2: That's but true. But she has a
1: good a thing on her... Basically, if a human touches Galaxina, they get an electric shock. And mm-hmm. uh, So that was good. I was thinking, okay, good. Nothing really is going to happen then. Like, yeah. That's fine. Okay. But yes, we got Sargon Also introduced, he's, rowing, he's using a rowing machine, which yeah. is great. While smoking <laughs> a cigar. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing, I don't know who's who, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing Buzz is the cowboy. There's a cowboy cop. Yeah. It's every stereotype. It's yeah. so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everyone is a stereotype.
1: <laughs> It's just that free at Galaxina, and they're just having a great time. It's yeah. Great time.
0: <laughs> and then there's, like, the guy that smokes the opium all the time.
1: Yes, and the, the guy with the wings.
0: And, the yeah, the guy that's, like, a bat man.
1: Because <laughs> I really thought it was just the three of them at the beginning, and I was like, yeah. okay, that's just them on this plane. And then, then they showed them, yeah. and the rock eater as well, there's, there's <laughs> a prisoner <laughs> that eats rocks. <laughs> yeah, What? why was he there? <laughs> How did they capture him? Like, yeah, and why? Oh my god! And the weird—they watch like weird things. And it's oh, like yeah. a, there was like a an, an advert for arthritis medicine.
0: Oh yeah. And her hands became like metal cloth oh. <laughs> You'll never have arthritis again, but you also won't <laughs> have hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Predicted Edward hands. Yeah. Galaxina,
0: the, the, the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's called Galaxina, right? But she's not in this movie as much as she should have been.
1: Do you agree? Yes, <laughs> like she is the best part of this film because mm-hmm. she is mother to make. <laughs> the men in this are so weird and creepy. Uh-huh. That like I I will do anything Galaxina says. Like yeah, <laughs> I love her. So like I would even take that the first act, her being silent, because then we got. The mother quake in the second act. Like, <laughs> of shoe shooting, shooting lasers. Yeah, killing, uh, the evil guy called Frank. Oh, love her so much. <laughs> and that's because Dorothy is so good. She can yeah. also do a lot in the beginning with just her face. She does yeah. so well in just communicating like that, and that's a talent that not a lot of people have. Like so, I thought she did really excellently in that department. Yeah. Sorry, what about you? What did you think? I think I just jumped in so quick. Oh I no, didn't... you're good. <laughs> It's I feel so sorry to get me. that across.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I loved her
0: as a character, and I agree yeah. that Dorothy was like actually just amazing. I feel like she was, I really felt bad for her and her situation because she seemed to want to fit in with yes. all the yeah. guys on the ship, but they were weird. So she didn't <laughs> want to at the same time. And then yeah, at the end when she gets to do some fun stuff, shoot some guns, and do some stunts. Yes, yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah,
1: it's a lot <laughs> uh, of so Yeah,
0: the men just oh, they oh. ruined everything. Surprise! Yeah. I just <laughs> I just feel like it was not funny enough to to keep me super entertained. Yes, yeah, and. I mean, there were some good parts. Like, I thought some of the running gags were good, and yeah, the Mister Butt or whatever was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's your favorite. David tried to hide it. That's your favorite. <laughs> he had some really good lines. No, he did. I did. Also, grew that beard. They were in the, in the echo chamber and he grew some massive beard. <laughs> the only one as well that comes out like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I like the little alien. They're trying to spoof Alien, where he like they... spits out.
1: Yep, the yep.
0: baby alien, Yeah. <laughs> and then it just I, wandering around the ship. Is
1: that yeah? I really thought that would be it, but no. He like the alien saves the day. Yeah, the a,
0: like a subversion of expectations.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and this is also though. This is a year after I remember saying that. I say this is a year after Alien. I how like influential. Alien was, and I'm also thinking. A New Hope was three years after, three years before this. So the, the Galaxy, you know, did, as a film, did not care. They were riffing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> there was no way they just did it.
0: Yeah, that's true. So I don't know if it was like, maybe it was funnier to people back then. True. I just feel like there's so many kind of like Star Wars, Alien, Star Trek yes. type ripoffs now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're like it Decenters was pretty early guys. in the game yeah. as
0: far as that goes.
1: I'm the same with you. I didn't find like a lot of it that funny. I know that like, we're laughing now, but it wasn't like the funniest film I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah,
0: especially
1: when it was the free men. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just what you were you trying doing? so
0: hard.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. It's too much. It's
0: yeah, too much.
1: they didn't have any banter. They didn't have any charisma together. Mm-hmm. I always just felt like I was laughing at the film, like not with the film. Yeah. I'm just laughing at how bad it was. Mm. It, it, it does take a while to get into this film, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that's only because and literally is because it's we're waiting for Dorothy to speak. Yeah. That is when the film gets good.
0: And it's so far along.
1: <laughs> it is. It really is. We've got <laughs> ages to wait.
0: <laughs> and she doesn't even really get to say anything that good. I feel like she, it's just so she can tell the guy that she's in love with him for some reason.
1: That is true. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Actually, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit dodgy.
0: (laughs) I think my favorite part was when she, they're all like in their, what do they call them? Like a cryo chamber or something. And she's all by herself because she doesn't need to go to sleep. She's learning how to speak by watching the TV and like putting on makeup. And I
1: thought that was a nice scene. I like that. Yeah, a lot of the times you don't see that. It's just, uh, oh my god, they all of a sudden know how to talk. So I like, mm-hmm. and she was doing different voice voices, and I thought it was just really nice to see. Actually, yeah, that's what we want to see. This is Galaxina's story, and that was quite a nice touch. Also, love Dorothy Stratton's voice. Can we also very <laughs> biting as well when she does mm-hmm. her like comedy lines? She's just great in it, and yeah. we also see that in Skate Town, like with her bluntness of just saying, "Can I have a pizza." that a lot of people who can make that work, and she does. Yeah. I wrote down this line Evil Frank Says where The blue star is mine And she goes Get stuffed and But that's it <laughs> Get stuffed Full <laughs> stop The end of the sentence Like That's insane I love it She
0: stuffed does not care
1: <laughs> She was just great She was really yeah. great in this Thurbing looks Loved Galaxy's outfit mm-hmm. Did also like the maid outfit She looked great Yeah Love her long, straight, blonde hair. Oh, incredible! <laughs> Love her, but give her tens. But yeah, the, the film is yeah. just not that good. No, I agree with you though. I
0: think, at least with like her line deliveries, she gave herself more agency through that than maybe yes. was written on the paper. I could Definitely. see her working hard to actually get some character out of. This sort of nothing character.
3: Throw the weapon on the bed. (laughs) You must be Galaxina. I've heard a great deal about you.
2: So we meet at last, Ordric from Mordric.
3: You are very beautiful for an automaton.
2: And what about you, baby? Take off your mask and let me see your face.
3: This is my face. (laughs)
2: Oh, sorry. That's
3: That's all right. (laughs) I presume you are looking for the blue star. What's that? Who's here? The blue star. What is this shit? Is mine. With it, I will control the universe. Oh, you.
2: Leave it alone.
3: But I want to touch it. However, you fear me. What are you doing? A mere Earth creation. Keep away! I will understand. Touch it if you will. Ordric does not know fear. Oh, but I
0: must hold it.
3: Hold it if it will give you satisfaction.
0: Pretty amazing, considering like how young she was, and this mm-hmm. is her first big role.
1: It's so mad that she's like eighteen here. Like... Yeah. Like Or 19. What on earth?
0: She just had this self-assuredness. Yes. That yeah. kind of, it just comes through the screen so amazingly. And none of the other guys have that. Yes, 100%. Um, so it makes her kind of stand out more.
1: I also just want to say, though, this is kind of incredible that like, she's in a goofy space movie. She, that be, like, that's cool. Like, going mm-hmm. against type and stuff. And I think I would recommend because okay. it's it's a bit of a mad film that kind of needs to be seen to believe yeah <laughs> and to just yeah. push forward the dorothy was great as galaxy that i want everyone to know that so mm-hmm. they need to watch it yeah but what about you if you say no do not worry
0: <laughs> oh god i don't know it's watch it with someone i think yes. it's yeah. And no going in that it's stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I actually didn't think I knew it was gonna be stupid. I thought it was gonna be like a science fiction film. I didn't know yeah. it was gonna be silly. So I wasn't really in the same mindset for that. Yeah. Or I I looked at their silliness as stupid. Yeah. We wanna enter Peter Bogdanovich era. They all laughed. Have you got quotes from Killing of the Unicorn? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is quite an important piece of Dorothy with her story and her life is when she met Peter Bogdanovich and the making of they all laughed. Would you like to tell us some more? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, this was
0: something I did not expect going in, like that Peter Bogdanovich would play such a huge role in her life. I definitely don't like him anymore.
1: So that kind of sucks, but...
0: Audrey, can I say
1: something? Yeah. Do you know he married her sister?
0: I, yeah, I did know that. That's
1: insane. Yeah. Sorry, I, don't, I, don't, I had to just get that out. What the frick? Yeah. I will,
0: yeah, I'll definitely miss We'll mention. get into that. Yeah, yeah you're we'll
1: good. <laughs> uh, um, I knew you knew it, but I just yeah, had to say, I just yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I did. I couldn't believe it. Um, Anyways,
0: no, you're good. <laughs> okay, here's a little backstory for Peter Vardanovich. Like, he was huge in the early huge. 70s. He did um, Targets, I guess that was late 60s. Paper Moon. Yeah, Last Picture Show. Yes, yeah. What's Up Doc, which I love Paper Moon and What's Up Doc. Those are great films. Yes,
1: What's Up Doc is brilliant.
0: Yeah, but he just things weren't really going well after that run of four or five films he yeah. was making all these flops and i think a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that first wife holly platt who was his collaborator and production designer producer they separated because he left her for 18 year old sybil shepherd who is making her uh, debut appearance in the Last Picture Show, and this is a trend which we will see continue oh no. with Dorothy and later Dorothy's sister Louise. <laughs> so yeah, Dorothy, I think was, yeah. I think I could compare this to Hitchcock and to Be Hedren, yeah. where he or yeah. uh, he was trying to make Dorothy be the next Sybil Shepherd basically. Dorothy was like, she was 20. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich was 40 something. So that's already creating some yep. problems there. When they were going to make the all out, she was basically estranged from her husband, Paul Snyder, yes. for a very good reason. But she began dating Peter Bogdanovich. And I think he sort of viewed himself as like her Svengali or something. I don't okay. Know if you ever
1: is she like a muse?
0: Y- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, which I freaking hate like <laughs> the word muse, but that's what he was for her. He said that himself. Um, oh,
1: no, oh, no, this is oh no, anyway... <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot to say. I'm, yeah. sorry. I'm like, oh god.
0: <laughs> he wrote this movie for her, he based all of the characters off of the actors that were playing them. um and I have a lot of issue with this, which we can get into, like, when we talk about the movie. But then, yeah, in 1984, as a response to Star 80, mostly, he wrote this book called The Killing of the Unicorn, which is, like, his perspective of Dorothy and Hefner and Snyder and all of that stuff. And I read it. Oh, yeah but I don't know it made me really uncomfortable just oh, really? the way he described certain things and the way oh, he described no. her I think it helped me understand her a little bit better but just the misogyny and there was just a lot there that I think he needed to process
1: yeah like yeah. before he's not publishing this well. book
0: yeah. yeah there's a couple quotes I could read just to give everyone an idea of this book but i really like don't want to stay i'm so
1: laugh. ner. i'm so nervous <laughs> what on <laughs> earth are you gonna read oh god
0: <laughs> okay i guess when they were filming they all laughed dorothy had her face started swelling and they thought she had cancer oh my god um thankfully she did not yeah but he said that if she had to have them removed and there would be like scars on her face, and he was said, "Oh, oh like would it to this. <laughs> affect my love for her?
1: Disgusting! That's absolutely
0: yeah. furious. Like she may have had cancer, and he was worried. You worried about that about if she would still be beautiful or not? So." Disgusting. He described her as being childish a lot. Oh.
1: Yeah, because um, she's a freaking teenager. Because she was.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> she was a child. Oh my He God. had two daughters. Yes. Yeah. Who were like not much younger than she was.
1: Because two of them are in, they all laughed. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not all like they're not young. Or, yeah, they are. Young. You they're like ten and know. twelve, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Oh, close. Um,
0: he describes a lot of their romantic. Involvements, which I did not need to read, and then I think this may have been the worst part. But he talks about the the biopics and their depictions of like the murder, and he was saying it wasn't done well enough
1: or something like that. What? What? He? What? what? He wants it to be like photorealistic or something. A worst moment, like what the?
0: I don't know. I really.
1: If you really loved no her, you wouldn't
0: want to watch that. Yeah, maybe he should have said, I wish they hadn't made these yeah. movies. But he was just like, they weren't made very well. And I'm just, oh, I don't God. know. There was so much of that and just treating yeah. her like a little child and just, oh, it was really awful. I'm glad in a way that I read it because now I can understand like what she had to put up with. Yeah.
1: Yes. yeah.
0: And then I think another important point is they knew each other for 10 months. And Nothing. he thought she was, like, the love of his life, all that stuff.
1: If this literally happened with him and Sybil. You can't trust him as far as you can throw him. I'm no. sorry. And also then, yeah, of, like you said, like he married
0: her sister, who he knew from the time she was 11 years old.
2: Oh.
0: I think it I gross. have a quote from Polly. So I guess after Dorothy died... Bogdanovich just became really depressed, which is totally understandable. And I sympathize with him for that. But I guess they had a bit of relationship still after they got divorced. But they didn't talk for about three years after Dorothy died. But it was not because of her murder. It was because of the way he fell apart over it and the effect on my children. And he became obsessed with Dorothy's little sister. But at the time, she was only 11 Oh, yeah. Then Platt said, "I was deeply oh. offended by his affection for this little girl. She's the same age as my children."
1: Oh my
2: god.
0: So oh. yeah, I guess they just. She was like, "Nope." Yeah. So I love Polly Platt, and I feel terrible that she had to put up with this. Yeah.
1: Um, um, I just can't even have of words about how you meet someone at eleven when you're like an old, not an old, man, but like you're yeah. an adult he's middle-aged yeah yeah. that's just disgusting i'm really sorry and Mm -hmm. that's her sister oh my god Uh, that's just too weird it's too weird yeah and just like
0: what yeah what would you be thinking to i understand that they may be connected because they both lost dorothy but it's not on that level that's No. You should know you better can, as the adult.
1: You can bond over the, you're both grieving over this woman, this incredible woman that was taken away from us too soon. But that's not, I don't know. I know obviously these are people we don't know, these are real people, but like, I just think it's just a bit, that's not how you do it. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird.
0: It is. <laughs> and I think the book just put into perspective for me that Bogdanovich was a huge part of the problem too. Yeah and just the way he spoke about her made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. And this all comes through in the movie, which,
1: should we talk about it? What a segue. Yes. <laughs> they all laughed. Oh <laughs> my God, this flipping film. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: Would you like to do <laughs> a little plot synopsis for us? Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shoot, I, no, I'm, I'm just, just... I deeply apologize for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what Even was the plot? Thing to do? Yeah. <laughs> what, what
0: happened in this film? Um, okay, so this came out in 1981. Yes. It was released after Dorothy's death. Yes, is dedicated to her as yes. well, which yeah, I thought was yeah. sweet. And then I watched the I like movie, that. and I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs>
1: it's, uh, I know." <laughs>
0: This is like a huge ensemble cast. Great cast. Yeah. Not really put to great use, but we have Zara who plays, I honestly don't know any of the character names. I'm just going to refer to them as the
1: actor names. Yeah, please, please,
0: We also have Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Woo. In one of her last roles. Um, yes. She looks yeah. almost exactly the same, but she has oh, this yeah. perm
1: the per, oh my god she is she's absolutely popular she's incredible she's so <laughs> glorious looking. but yeah the per is a the bit of a, a no yeah <laughs> it's the 80s it's the yeah. AEs. it can be forgiven we
0: have john ritter as well he's like our main character he is a detective
1: Wait, which one? Wait, I would yeah. have said Ben Gazzara was the main character. The main, oh, okay. Is John Ritter the one that likes Thoroughlin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. yeah. yeah. But no, he that.
0: and Ben Gazzara and then this uh, other guy, Blaine, oh, shoot, what was his name? Is it Blair Novak? He's the guy
1: with the hair? Yeah. Oh my God. This guy has the best film hair I've ever seen ever. ever.
0: <laughs> Blaine Novak. The reveal though, when he took off his hat,
1: Incredible! I was gagged.
0: They're all detectives. I don't know yes. why, who hired them, or
1: what for. Same, same, same. No, I, I was actually kind of hoping you would though. <laughs> I don't know,
0: but um, I I at least know why Ben Gazar was hired because her Audrey Hepburn's husband is cheating on her, oh and God. he, I think he was hired to trail her by the husband the husband's cheating what I really don't know no. and then
1: <laughs> this is all Bogdanovich's fault like what yeah there's doing? no
0: explanation and then John Ritter is oh my god he's literally just Peter Bogdanovich he's yeah. obsessed with Dorothy's character yes. who I do remember her name is Dolores
1: Dolores Dolores Martin
0: yeah great and <laughs> he stalks her and then he yep. falls in love with her Ugh. i say that with air quotes yep. she has um an abusive husband um mm-hmm. which is oh my god they it, it couldn't have be no more right on the to, nose like write that into the yep. film. i'm just gonna say yep. that um 100 no,
1: every, everyone knew how the evil Snyder treated dorothy mm mm-hmm. So, yeah, to, especially on film sets as well. People would say that he wouldn't talk to anyone on film sets. And so I was like, galaxy, down. No. To do that and do, to write that as a character is just despicable to me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's really nasty. I don't like it one bit. No. not like
0: one bit. And then he, one like, bit. John Ritter saves her at the yes. end. Yes, yep. Um, yeah. Like... <laughs> it's just, that's literally it. It's men trailing women around New York City. Yeah. Yeah um yeah. and then they all fall in love <laughs> oh and then there's Colleen Camp who plays like this oh, country my singer <laughs> my favorite character love her love her so much <laughs> and she and she she and Ben Gazzara used to, yes. to date and then yes. she gets with is it the hair guy there's another guy I think, I think there's another, another guy or no she gets with Audrey Hepburn's real life son who used to be Dorothy's character's boyfriend <laughs> that she was seen on the side I think Look, I could tell you <laughs> like I just knew that Colleen
1: Cup got with another boy yeah
0: but anyway it's just like that like all the stories yes. intersect yes. um it's it farcical
1: it's, yeah. yeah yeah Manhattan it's New York
0: yeah which is the best part is the New York stuff, yes. the settings. Yeah, I literally just wrote this. Feels like a fan fiction that Peter Bogdanovich wrote for himself. Um,
1: so. <laughs> yes, read him, and yeah. I mean that
0: as an insult yeah. to the highest yeah. degree.
1: <laughs> That's so weird. Why like, he's a good filmmaker? Yeah. What, what what happened?
0: I think he, he just was got just... so in love not it. Yeah. I
1: love, but infatuated.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, what was this for?
1: I don't know. What how was this made? Like, yeah. well, I'll try to figure out who But, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird, I don't know how, I hated this so much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I hated it too.
1: <laughs> it just made me
0: so angry. Yeah. The treatment of all the women in this, they're either shown to be like annoying or they have no character to them at all or they're just totally
1: helpless yeah.
0: oh.
1: Audrey Hepburn doesn't I only re- I remember the side. she doesn't speak until 58 minutes into the movie it's that's Audrey like Hepburn. halfway yeah okay <laughs> and yeah I mean Dorothy's just there to be like like manic pixie a be but she's not like crazy <laughs> like <Yeah>. she- <laughs> It's just staring at her. That's the mm-hmm. film. And maybe it's a telling voyeurism. I don't know. I don't, do I don't it. think. It's, so. That's too <laughs> clever. And I actually can't I'm actually going to saying this, but Galaxina utilized Dorothy more than this one. And this was written by someone that was in love with her. Like, Yeah.
0: Make it make sense. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> I thought this, after I watched Galaxina and she didn't really talk, I was like, okay, hopefully she'll talk in this one. Oh,
1: no, you jinxed it. You jinxed it. <laughs>
0: She didn't talk for 30 minutes. Oh God, and she is so in basically the beginning. Yeah. It's just this whole time. And she, I don't think she even talks that much. No. The there rest. was
1: no, there was no quotes. I don't think I wrote down genuinely yeah. from her. She did nothing really in this film. What she did do was great, but as in, she wasn't given enough. But there was one cute quote. So at the end, oh yeah, okay. That's a spoiler. Yeah. Her and John Ritter <laughs> are together. And he says to her, will you marry me? And she says, well, yes, after my divorce. Quite liked. (laughs) It's like the bloodness. Once again, she delivers these bloodlines really well, matter-of-factly. She really pulls it off. I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, I liked her in this when she had something to do, which was like,
1: never. But (laughs) I did like that we got to see her skate again. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good at roller skating. Oh yeah. my God. I can't do it. I'm so in awe of people that I can. <laughs>
0: yeah. I love how she sees him behind her. She turns around at one point because he's just been following her and she just gives yeah. him this look of kind of like disgust almost. Yeah. I think yeah, she yeah. knows that he's been following
1: her. She knows he's following her, but she is it off, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she that was like, like the it,
0: one time she displayed any reservations about his creepiness. <laughs>
1: He was let off way too much. Like, oh my god, yeah. He needed he, the punishment.
0: There was one scene where he like took her home, I think. May have been after the roller skating scene. And he sleeps outside her apartment. Oh. Yes. Like on the bench.
1: My guy, give it up. What are you
0: doing?
1: <laughs> like, don't do that.
0: <laughs> I also think too with like the husband stuff, it's Especially wrong to me because he doesn't really seem to display any like concern for her. Like he just watches her get yelled at by this guy. That's so
1: true. Yeah, he's just That's like watching, so
0: and he just wants her for himself. Are we supposed to sympathize with this guy? I think, I think we are. Think that. Yeah, absolutely. Will not.
1: <laughs> no. We're meant to root for him, and obviously, yeah, okay, he's not abusing her, but at the same time, Loki is. He's yeah. And yeah, like I say, he's not helping. He's watching. It's all mostly done through windows shots. Mm-hmm. And so it's just him watching through the window. And yeah, go and help her. Please talk to her. Yeah. Make sure she's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give her a helping hand. Like, yeah. So bad, in it? But then it's so glaringly obvious that, that Peter Bogdanovich, in relation to Dorothy and Paul... But then that just makes it all the more worse, I think. Yeah, it is. And that's why
0: I have to blame Bogdanovich a bit. Not for her death, but he knew that Snyder was... He was not on set. He wasn't allowed to visit because they were filming in New York. He knew that he was calling her all the time and berating her. And he was just like, at least she's with me. That is really horrible. Like how... John Ritter is in the films just glad that he can have a relationship with her, even if there's all this other stuff going on in her life. It's just all centered around himself.
2: This line here, this is your heart line. It shows you're very emotional. Emotions are terrific. Besides, nobody can help how they feel. Uh oh, now here's the problem. What's that? You're married, right? Right. Well, that line's a little short. It's weak. But that's not what I'm worried about. No? There's a bad romance here. Oh, really? Very bad. You see this line? It goes nowhere. Boy, it doesn't leave me with much, does it? Well, now, I, I don't know. There's There's something new right here. Very promising, you see this line? It goes on forever. Maybe that's my skating line. Your skating line? No, that's your true passion line. But it's clear of the marriage line. It doesn't start till... Are you getting a divorce? You're getting very personal, aren't you? I'm sorry, I'm very sorry. It's just that you've got to be clear of of these... I've gotta go.
0: I don't know if you wanted to expand on the autobiographical nature and like why that makes the movie more uncomfortable for you and maybe like less enjoyable
1: yes I think if I were I wouldn't anyway but if I were to re-watch this film it would completely because I'm not I'll hold my hands up I didn't know all this before I'm watching it it would yeah it would be absolutely awful to watch like it would this is literally, like, trivialising the relationship that ended in death. Like, I just think it's awful. I cannot believe <laughs> he goes, Peter with got away with this, and then people call it, like, their favourite film. I don't understand mm-hmm. it one bit. I don't understand it. It's bizarre to me. I don't think I would be able to watch the scenes where he just, John Ritter just weirdly watching her, unless they were safe in the water, she was fully divorced, they were together. But I don't think you should be, obviously, you never know, fine what was going to happen. But don't incorporate that into a story when you don't actually know what could happen, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's like, true. He wrote all this not knowing what ended up happening. He clearly thought he could save Dorothy. and But his idea of that was like just being completely obsessed with her. Yeah. Like he very much viewed her as a concept, I think. Yes. Yeah, so that... And I knew all of this, like watching the movie. So I think that's yeah. why I just had this extra layer of just like, yep, complete disgust for me. You also watched the documentary as well, didn't you? Yeah, about I did. it as
1: well. Yeah. What, what did you get from that?
0: Yeah, I took some notes. Let me.
1: Do you recommend that as a film? The documentary. No. No. Okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> Is it like the book? Is it like killing the unicorn?
0: A little bit. It's mostly actually like a timeline of bogdanovich's career which isn't really what i expected yeah i thought it was mostly about the movie
1: because it's very much advertised as about him with dorothy
0: yeah it's It's like they don't talk about her that much which is really disappointing but yeah called one day since yesterday i think they it was like 2014 or something when it came out they talked a little bit about Dorothy, but I didn't get to know her very well. Through these interviews of people that knew her, that worked yes. with her, everything I've learned about Dorothy is is just almost through assumption, almost, based on these retellings, because they're all just saying, oh, she was really hot and really nice. I just feel like too much was made about her body still. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she was in Playboy and all that stuff I just I don't know that doesn't give you them a right to just talk about her body I think
1: 100% it never does yeah, yeah. and especially because she tried so hard to move past that as well yeah to move past the playboy that's why she did the nude in Galaxina she said no because she wanted to move on from that so yeah people just focusing on that it's like you're part of the problem
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so that's why I thought this documentary would help me yes hear people like say something else but they weren't really and i also thought it was focusing way too much on like how her death affected bogdanovich which like of course it did affect him but she was dead like yeah her family lost her i yes I, i don't know yeah it's i'm not gonna feel sorry for peter bogdanovich
1: so. I'm. Don't worry, Audrey. I'm standing <laughs> fully behind you. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Don't worry. But, don't worry. <laughs> thanks. No, I would not recommend this documentary. No. It just made me feel worse. Honestly, mm-hmm. like just the way they talked about her. I don't even think they said like that she was murdered. Just I don't know. It's just like God. no respect at all. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. I don't. I, I'm actually shocked hearing that. I really did not think it was going to be like that at all me neither yeah we're like a bit confused yeah i like I don't know what they
0: were trying to do exactly they also a lot of people said that they liked that the movie was so romantic and like a fairy tale and I was like what movie did you watch
1: are they talking about they will laugh yeah like,
0: supposedly <laughs> yeah
1: there is no romantic uh, uh, explore of it at all there's no romance in it. I'm sorry. There's nothing no romance in No. <laughs> what the? What?
0: Yeah.
1: We don't get any personality from Floris, like, and I wish we did. And it's just weird. But that's how she was written. Like, nothing on Dorothy at all. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird. And that's not romantic for me at all. Oh, that's <laughs> horrid. I couldn't kind of made you one romantic scene at all.
0: I'm like. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs>
1: Don't start it, aren't you? I think it's so
0: funny that Benghazar in this is supposed to be a Playboy.
1: Like what? Like There's women no are way. throwing There's themselves no at him.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I was a bit of a delayed reaction, but I think we meant like the Playboy the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I missed that bit. I missed yeah.
0: <laughs> Just the women cannot get enough. Yeah. No. And where why, huh? <laughs>
1: He's a player.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Benghazarus is his charm. Yeah. It's just too heterosexual.
1: <laughs> I've never thought that actually, about a movie yes. ever. Oh my God, it's actually too good. It's, <laughs> it's so straight. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it at all.
0: No. First biopic. They made this like immediately after yeah. Dorothy's death, which is Ugh, disgusting, really awful. And yeah. it shows like in this yes. movie, there's no yeah. like contemplation or reflection, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Yes, it came out in 1981 Death of a Centerfold. The Dorothy Stratton story sometimes is added on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have. Maybe weird, like one of the weirdest casting choices possibly I've ever seen for a real person. Yeah. Yeah. We have Jamie Lee Curtis playing Dorothy Stratton. Bizarre. Bizarre. Which just, yeah, I have thoughts. We have Bruce Weitz as Paul Snyder. 20-something years too old.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100% yes. <laughs> uh,
0: we have Robert Reed playing David Palmer, who's like the Bogdanovich stand-in yes apparently he was the dad on the brady bunch
1: oh that's so funny
0: which like (laughs) comes through in his acting he just acts like he's in a sitcom (laughs) that's perfectly put it makes so much sense it's just it's not good No, no mitchell ryan is hugh hefner the nicest hugh hefner you will ever see just did they? I guess they didn't know what Hugh Hefner was like yet. Oh, I'm so innocent. Yeah, he's just like a
1: grandpa. No, nah, I'm sorry. Not to get into things, but the industry knows. They all know. Yeah, and I, they definitely they just
0: it. I they did that on purpose. Yeah. And then Bibi Besh, who played Dorothy's aunt, who's a stand-in for her mom. Um is her mom in it? Her her family <laughs> I <thought>
1: so aggressively <laughs> <And> it,
0: Yeah. <laughs> Her family did not want to be named okay. in this, which is totally valid. Yeah, she doesn't have in real life. Dorothy had a brother; he's nowhere to be seen in this. Yes, and then her yep. younger sister has now become her cousin, named Joanna. Um,
1: so they name it's so obviously justice because my name is Louise. Yeah, <laughs> they, they also rename her in Star Eighty as well. So really, really?
2: Like,
1: her name is one hundred percent not Louise. I actually think it could be a Joe name as well.
0: Really? Oh my but this is a tv movie directed by Gabrielle Beaumont. When I was like, okay, maybe a movie directed by a woman would be good. I don't think it made a difference. <laughs> I think it was like written by men, produced by men. Yeah. It's just a story about Dorothy's being found by Paul Snyder and then groomed into a star and then she like falls in love with the fake Bogdanovich, and then she dies. There's really no nuance to this at all. Dorothy, she's just not that memorable of a character. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis, normally I really like her performances, but she's awful in this. Yeah. And she, I just, she's I
1: herself. I, I like. can't
0: see her being naive and dependent on a guy. And then they made Snyder just really creepy. Obviously, he was yes. a horrible person, but it's like, Nothing happens to make her it seem like she would want to be with him. Yes. Yeah, he's just sweet.
1: all I've the time. is that you don't in Star 80, you do get a sense, and probably Dorothy did feel this way in the beginning, that she did love him. Mm-hmm. In this film, in Death of Central Hall, you do not get that feeling ever from no. Jamie Curtis's Dorothy that she was in love with Paul and yet she wants to be with him. You don't get that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's ridiculous in that film, because that's the whole reason. Because yeah, you would have been with him otherwise. Like, yeah. Like why else? You would have just left him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And I guess something about Snyder was like, at least in the beginning, he was really nice to her, mm-hmm. and he would give her all these gifts, and he promised her all of these different things. And so yeah, of course, this like 19 year old, 18 year old girl from a very small town in Canada, with I don't, I mean, her father, she had no father figure. I could totally see, like, why Dorothy would have been attracted to somebody like that. But yeah, th- none of that's in this movie. I feel like this opening scene, just to start there, is like, what
1: is happening? <laughs> I thought she was oh, going to, like, throw food. her we neck out. The-
0: yeah, the photo.
1: Stylistically, I liked it when it was, like, cut with the titles, of, like, the actor's names and stuff. But, yeah, we were straight in. And this is where I still got the sense that she did not. Uh, this is so tricky to say she did not want to do these photos and i was obviously not saying that Dorothy was like so willing to do these photos mm-hmm. but from what I saw in Sorry, she was happy to do them but in this she's like complaining was it damaging to start this film about Dorothy Stratton with a playboy photo shoot because I think it was yeah
0: I agree yeah. I just feel like they're just perpetuating this idea that's like the only thing should be known for that and her death and I think with Star Eighty, they start with her murder, right?
1: Not necessarily, but yes, it does start. It's there. It's in the room, and he's erratic and talks to himself. And then he wipes his hat over his face with blood, and so obviously okay. you can infer. We don't see it until the end, but but yes. So as I did ask the central question, I did think, "You little hypocrite, Louise." Like, yeah. <laughs> because. Sorry Star doesn't start in the best way for Dorothy Stratford. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so what is this weird obsession again? You know, where once again it's all about her being a Playboy or her death. You literally said this earlier on in the in the, mm-hmm. today. That seems to be what everyone cares about. When I watched Death Centipede and it opened on that, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, we are starting straight away. We're sorry. i am I'm gonna justify it. This is so bad. It makes sense because sorry is actually it's it's about Dorothy and Paul and not so much why Paul does it but his characteristics and yeah and in a way it is actually why he did it because he was evil it's gonna be so hard not to (laughs) spare in all of my notes it's just a c-word like um, (laughs) so I can defend the Star 80 opening right now because it's about Paul and I hate to say that because it it shouldn't be it's about Dorothy as well Mm -hmm. but but with Dev of a Centrefold opening like this, it just puts it all... Because also in Dev of a Centrefold as well, later on, we barely see any acting, any mm-hmm. of her acting in life. So it really only does focus on her Playboy stuff, mm-hmm. Which is so funny when I said earlier that it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't that much. Yeah. It, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't show, show anything of her story <laughs> at all. Um, it's called the Darby Stratton story. Come on. Um, mm-hmm. But I think maybe they just opened with the Playboy shoot just because they probably thought. Audiences of 81, maybe that's their first thought of her.
2: Mm.
1: And it would make them understand who they were watching.
0: Yeah. Which I think is fine in theory, but it's just a weird scene <laughs> And
1: anyway. Yeah, I'm still so happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Another thing this movie does that I just hate, and I know they do this in biopics a lot, is they use these like key words that the characters say to be like, wink, wink we know how she died or something like they say. I think there's something that's blow your mind or they talk about a shotgun a lot for some reason. Um, so and everyone's just like, don't interact with Snyder. It's not going to end well and stuff like yeah. that.
1: And this is where it's really tricky because yeah, I feel like we get that a lot, but obviously shouldn't tell, mm-hmm. but Actually, so that would work because what i think is they don't show enough of snyder's evilness in this film and i think that's where this film goes wrong as well because he was evil so when they do stuff like that and they, they're saying these lines where yeah like a weak nudge i think that's so bad i just have such a hard time with this
0: story because if you can't tell dorothy's story without including paul snyder but then it's like where do we draw the line with paul snyder because that was like a main reason why i didn't want to watch the watch star 80 because i've heard that it was bob fossey did this on purpose he Mm -hmm. wanted to make him the main character and he wanted us to understand him and i think he even told eric roberts you're playing me if i wasn't famous
1: yes yeah Um, which
0: i don't like i think these movies have to ask that question of like how important really is paul snyder in dorothy's story i don't know if you have thoughts on that
1: but i do i do and i i I really obviously i hate it and like to compare it to say sharon i won't even name the people that killed her Mm -hmm. because i think they're not part of her story whereas with Dorothy, she was married to Paul. This wasn't like an obsessed fan or someone who just wanted to be famous. I know actually Paul Snyder did, but not in a sense, um in a different way. He mm-hmm. wasn't leading a cult and stuff like that. And I just feel like you really do have to to show that who Paul Snyder was. And I hate and this is obviously I hate true crime. We talked about this in the Elizabeth Short episode. I hate it. It only talks about the people, the, the murderers, the serial killers. But I think you really have to understand and see who Paul Snyder was and why it hurts so much that he was involved, or Dorothy was involved with him. And it's just so sad. And that's what I think works with Star 80, is that it doesn't show us in any redeeming light whatsoever with, with Paul. And that's why I think it works. It doesn't, as well, in Death of Central, it doesn't redeem him at all. But they make him so car- car- cartoony and... But then also in the second act, or probably the last act, he's not there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like Paul disappears from the story. Yeah, in *Death of the Centrefold. and I think that's awful because if you're just a casual viewer watching this, you're not going to understand. Yeah, you he doesn't even still really there. see him. He was still there behind the scenes. He hired a, like a PI. You get none of this in *Death of the Centrefold. He was calling. So I think Dorothy it's really bad. Time and yes, stalking yeah. her as well. Yeah. Well he, like, hiding in the bushes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so bad to not show any of that. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. I yeah. can't believe they didn't show that. I just like forgot about him. And I think that's so bad. I'm really sorry because like, I think this he is I hate to say that like, he's vital to the story. He really mm-hmm. is. And I think if you're gonna just not show that as well, like why show anything, really? I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's rubbish filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's really bad, I think. But it also goes against all my beliefs. I know I'm <laughs> such a hypocrite <secret> right now. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know, though.
0: It is it is such a confusing thing for me, yeah. their, how I feel about their relationship. She was almost, like, too good, like, too forgiving. I think she always cared about him, even yes. toward the very end.
2: Yeah.
1: And... Actually, just so with yeah. that, it's why she went to see him mm-hmm. on that day. She wanted to go talk to him because she was obviously in the files of divorce, and she didn't want to send her lawyers. She wanted to speak to him on with on herself by herself. Mm-hmm. And I think that talks so tremendously about her character, um about how nice, yeah, how forgiving she was. Yeah. And but does this film show that? Sorry. No. <laughs> And also, like, what you were
0: yeah, just how Snyder was like, he did what he did on purpose in terms of building her career because then she owed him. That's how yes. abusers yeah. work, and he was her manager. He was in charge of her money yeah. for a portion of time.
1: That also shows as well with the grooming aspect because, yeah, mm-hmm. then it's uh, I've done all this for you, you've got to give me something now in return. Mm-hmm. it's just a textbook abuser like it's and this is in someone she's he, in her ear mm-hmm. like you really have to think about this in like real life like that is so draining on a person it's horrible it's so sad
0: yeah and she was so young and she yes. wouldn't yeah. have been famous without him actually yeah. like this yeah. yeah often is not the case but he got her into Playboy, which got her into film. Obviously she was the talent
2: and yes, she yeah. got where
0: she got, but it's like, he started all of that too. She wanted things to work out between them, even like in divorce. And um, He just couldn't see that she could live a life without him. And I just, there's so much nuance with this relationship that I think would be interesting to see in a film I don't know if Star 80 really gets a lot of that either, but at the same time, it is just trivialized in Death of a Centerfold, where it's just like the classic abusive controlling guy with no other personality traits. (laughs) that I just think makes it seem almost not as bad as it really was. Yes. Or perpetual abuse like all the time. Maybe he yes. wasn't always screaming at her, but that doesn't mean he wasn't working on her in some other fashion.
1: Because with that as well, it's the the abuse uh shown in, in Death of Centerfold is very I, I can't of the word, but like it's not done well, which mm-hmm. sounds bizarre. But in story eighty, he pulled gaslights. Dorothy, he, he goes through all turbulent emotions with her, from accusing her of cheating, and then being like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm the bad guy, I'm really sorry, and emotions like that, dealing with horrible emotions like that.
0: The only time he ever, when this is like near the very beginning, when he ever showed some sort of, I think the thing about Snyder was his, he was very calculated, calculating, yes. Yeah. After he meets Dorothy at the, they can't call it the Dairy Queen because they probably didn't get the rights. Yeah. (laughs) The ice cream shop that she She worked at, he says to his friend, that child is going to make me a whole lot of money. So, you know, there you have it. You know exactly how he viewed Dorothy and what he wanted from her.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's quite loaded, actually, isn't it? He knows she's a child, he knows he can manipulate her into mm. making money for himself yeah i also feel
0: like making him be like really old like much older than her kind yes. of almost makes it too traditionally the creepy old guy takes advantage of the younger woman paul was older than her but not that much older yes and, and it's i don't know very... there's just a different dynamic there that i don't yeah. really
1: know how to describe but it's almost it's so true it's it's just very obvious that there is a weird age gap. Maybe, see, I also thought Jamie Lee Curtis looked really old. He looked like, too old, yeah. She was 23.
0: I just couldn't see her as a vulnerable 17-year-old who works at a Dairy yeah. Queen. Yeah.
1: Oh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Thoughts Oh not. yeah, let's talk about <laughs> the
0: Hugh Hefner. What was going on with this guy? He's really only shown as being like this father figure for Dorothy. Playboy gets like this huge pass. They're just having fun at the
1: mansion. Yep. And... Parties, pool party. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, there's a famous guy. <laughs> yeah. The pool party looks so boring. It's it
2: looks oh.
0: lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much just this one, or I guess there's two scenes at the Playboy mansion. And it looks like so innocent and bland, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And, and Hefner's just, hey, do you want to live here? And I'll give you a job. And she's just like, sure, I'll take a job. I'll at work. I
1: <laughs> what is she still doing? And
0: like, why would she want to have a job there either?
3: I like those proof sheets you sent me very much. Thanks. That's all I've been doing all day, saying thanks. I mean, everybody's been very nice. Did Mindy explain the schedule to you? She said the magazine wanted to take some more pictures. How long can you stay? As long as I have to. Well, the photo sessions will take a week or two. After that, we have to decide if and how we're going to present you. You can stay on here if you like, or we could find you a hotel. Whatever you think. No, 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 no. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> I'd love to stay here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm sure we can arrange a job for you. Maybe something at the club. Oh,
2: great. Yes. There's
0: no drive with this Dorothy. She's like, oh, I want to be an actress. But we never see her act. And we never exactly. see her aspire to do anything at all.
1: <laughs> we get one bit at the end, literally one bit where she says she's actress, And that's it.
0: Yeah. That is it. But we don't see her. Which, like, after the James Dean biopics, oh, my I was God, like, no you... more acting. <laughs>
1: The, it, the the scene starts,
2: yeah.
1: and it's the the, the instructor. He goes to Dorothy. Okay, pretend you're a watchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> like no, turn it off. Not again. <laughs> Can't do it again.
0: <laughs> but I think seeing this after having seen Dorothy's movies, she didn't have anything to worry about as an actor. No, she didn't. She was good. Yeah. I know she hated making Galaxina, but I know she liked working on They All Laughed, but they don't even mention that movie in this. No, we get no. fake Bogdanovich, but there's yeah. zero mention of them doing
1: a movie together. Also, fake Bogdanovich looks so weird. It I actually so thought scary. he was a Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't look anything like him.
0: And he has this weird, like, oh, it looks like a toupee. What is with...
1: These films, bad hair, like... I don't
0: know. And then everything just, like, goes so fast. Like, boom, she's the yes. planet of the month. Boom, yeah. she's gonna make a movie. Okay, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, yeah. Well, cool. not at this point.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, she's, like, getting more famous. We start to yeah. see Snyder getting more jealous, and he's like, yes. we should get married. Sure. And she's like, so you can own me, right? What? and then he starts being like why would you say that i don't know <laughs> like, is this this is a really good scene God. in theory yeah not an execution no i'm sorry it
2: took so
3: long I oh, swear, babe how'd it go good yeah Great. what do you mean you got the part no i don't think so but he liked me and he wanted me to join helga lawrence's classes she good the best Then well, let's get you into the class babe They're expensive.
2: Who cares?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got an idea. What? Let's get married. I say something wrong? No. But the idea doesn't exactly blow you away, huh? Just
2: wasn't expecting it, Paul.
3: I love you. You love me, right? So let's do it. Come on, it'll be a gas. When? I don't know when. How about Saturday? Um, We should call someone. Call who? I don't know. Um... Who is he? Who's who? Now, don't jive me, Dottie. You've been playing around, haven't you? No. I knew it. Paul! I have not Then marry me I want you baby I need you But you've got me I know that I know I have you But it's not the same See I want to feel like I Like you own me? Is that what you think darling? That's not that I'm sorry I don't want to own you baby I just want to love you and hold you and protect you. That's all. Okay. Oh, forget it. I don't want no mercy marriage.
1: Come on, Paul. No,
3: I don't need your charity, lady. I don't need that. I know a hundred broads would flip over the idea of being married to me.
1: Make me the hundred and first. Every time they show them together, they're arguing in this film. I, I, I really don't want to base everything off. Sorry, like Probably
0: no, not a good idea. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah,
1: you know, I know. I mean, I'm gonna stop you there. <laughs> yeah. Dorothy fights back a lot in this film,
2: mm-hmm. cool.
1: and not in a good way. Like she's always like fighting him and arguing with him as well. And I don't know. Or just like I don't think like that. Really. Everybody happened like that but I just feel like it was more like this film just over exaggerated the arguments mm-hmm.
0: I think the arguments didn't really start to come until later right yes with, with yeah. yeah and in real life yeah with the the marriage stuff like I know she already didn't like him anymore like when they got married yes so I don't know if she just felt like a responsibility to him or what i honestly have no idea when they got married at this point i just started to get really upset and it just felt like such a disservice to dorothy yeah and we just there was no love for her yes there was no love for her yeah
1: i will get into it later but i think star 80 is actually quite they portray her really lovely and i think there is love there in this, I could, no, I don't think there is a. I think Jamie Lee plays her, maybe it's just Jamie Lee, I don't know, but she just plays her really horribly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it sounds so bad. It's just not really, I'm gonna, I'm sorry. Not likable. There, I said it, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I love Dorothy. Yeah. I love how she's portrayed in Sorry P. But, and if this was, if the Jamie Lee Curtis portrayal is accurate, then fine. That's okay, that's fine. I still love Dorothy. But I just feel like she just wasn't really that, I just think it, the portrayal just wasn't good, like mm-hmm. when you just lose the audience as well, stuff like that, I feel like you want mm-hmm. them on your side, you want them on Dorothy's side and I just don't think this death of does that. Not saying that I'm like not on her side, but mm-hmm. I just think she's just a weird protagonist it's a weird way of portraying her
0: mm-hmm. I felt like she wasn't And maybe this is because they didn't actually really show her, like, doing anything. Not that I want to see her having to endure all of this, like, abuse and suffering. But it almost makes her less of a character. I just, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't need to see a biopic made about Dorothy Stratton. Because you just can't capture... The nuances of her life I think the way that they deserve to be told yeah, yeah. and it's just placing too much responsibility like on her shoulders mm-hmm. instead of everyone else around her like she had these three men who were just taking advantage of her at every turn and yeah this movie puts some blame on Bogdanovich but Hefner is totally blameless. Yeah. And you're just sort of like, why isn't Dorothy just leaving and like doing something else? Yeah. And that's not respectful. I don't know. It's just, no. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. I don't
1: know. It's so true. It's so true. You would watch Dorothy and Death of Centipole and be like, leave, get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. and. Not in a way that's safe for her, but more like, you're you're so stupid. Why are you still here? Go. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's a real disservice. Interesting though, that they did put a lot of blame on Book at it, which is like good. Mm-hmm. Not like good, good, but you know. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: We get like the ending. Yes. Dorothy is gonna go talk to Snyder, I think, because she wants to settle their. Divorce. It's implied that she is raped. And then we have this scene where they talk to each other about what they wanted their lives to be like. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'll change and I'll stop being a bad person or something. And yeah, then he shoots her and it just ends. There's just no closure. Yeah, and then I just was really upset after I finished the movie. But anyway, that's Death of a Centrifold. Just, I don't know if it was, what, a cash grab or what, but it's just Mm -hmm. they Dorothy was murdered in August of 1980, and this movie came out November
1: 1981. And you know how long it takes to make a film. That's just obscene. I'm sorry, that's disgusting. That's 100% a cash grab. Yeah. there's no words for it no
0: i guess that there's like one thing is that it is a tv movie so they can't show a lot but that's it like it it still just feels exploitative anyway like even in not showing a lot like just that's
1: a, that shows how bad that is for it to still be exploitative while yeah. not doing the most exploitative thing because it, it is it's horrid mm-hmm. But yeah, at least you think to yourself, okay, good, i to see some horrendous scenes that yeah. you do see in Star 80. As heinous as releasing a film a year after the death, Star 80 does come three years after Dorothy's death, which is also just as bad. Like, mm-hmm. that's still bad. But this is a, it's a very interesting film because this is directed by the Bob Ossie. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's mad to me. I'm sorry. Absolutely insane. It's... Sorry, I don't know about. Um, like, Louise, don't go on about Bob Fossey. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I mean, we could talk about him. No, exactly. i will be later. <laughs> He's relevant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, directed by Bob Fossey and stars Marielle Hemingway as Dr. Starr, who I actually think does look quite good. I mean, think she fine. And then, in probably what I think is one of the best acting roles I've ever seen, is Eric Roberts as Paul Snyder. And it's I, I just, I will just say, yeah, he is absolutely brilliant in this film. It's a brilliant performance. Obviously, what he is doing is absolutely disgusting. Sorry, I'm like, I need to summarize this film. Right, no, you're good. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But, but yeah, so really, it is about Dorothy Stratton as much as it is also about Paul rider. And weirdly, like I said, I think that's fine. I'm okay with that because of what they show. But yes, yeah, so similar how they meet but then more emphasis on the groom inside, where he's getting her loads of gifts that we'll see, taking her to expensive restaurants, he buys her prom dress, all sorts of stuff, stuff like that. And then the photos come and then it's her life in Playboy. She's, they show her as the bunny as well. And then this is just a quick plot, something so nice to <laughs> so her in Playboy. Then we also get her acting films as well. And then we also get Peter Bogdan, Bogdan. <laughs> the first time I've stumbled on this name. <laughs> Peter Bogdanovich who is not him in this film, whose name is Aaron Nichols, who took me way too long to realize. <laughs> I was like, who's Aaron Nichols? But yeah, and interwoven in the film well. I didn't know, I thought was really cool, is talking head segments. Ooh, okay. I was not expecting it. And weirdly, there's a Dorothy one. I, was, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll take more Dorothy. But like, it's about the the, the doctor like, who lived with Paul, the... the guy who took the original photographs who is played in real life by Hugh Hefner's actual son oh, <laughs> very weird, weird. <laughs> especially because Hugh Hefner did not like this film. Well. yeah <laughs> but <laughs> talking heads like we yeah, had doctors we talk yes yeah, so the doctor people in the industry and it's always that what their purpose is it's talk about how much of a creep and a evil guy that Paul was I love the idea of talking heads I love it so much because it's I like documentaries, I like mockumentaries. I know it's not a mockumentary, but I just I like it when the film breaks the fourth wall and I really like the idea of the talking heads. A lot of people don't know. I think I might be in the minority here. But I, I like the talking heads um in it. Yes. <laughs> how do you wanna how do you wanna go about this? It- I don't know. How do you what do you think? What are your questions? Okay,
0: I guess I could just throw some at I, you
1: because then i could also because obviously there's like scenes i want to there's some certain scenes okay.
0: i don't mind if i don't have to talk about it okay but it's easiest okay so one thing i learned that i was really surprised about was that bogdanovich was asked or approached to direct this movie yes i'm glad he turned it down but i just think it's weird that he even considered it um, I think that shows up. So
1: he did consider it, yeah. He, yeah. he did flat out say, no, he considered it. I think uh, he, he didn't grieve well. I think we could see that getting with our sister. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I, I'm actually not completely surprised he, he didn't think no, that, you know what I mean? It's sort of really been his best chance to talk about it, but maybe he didn't want to have Paul at the forefront. Maybe he just want to be about Dorothy. But yeah, because he was so ve- violently like, no, I don't want to be in this film. They, yeah. they don't need this films. So it's funny how he would think to direct it and then do a complete 180. Mm-hmm. Very odd. But I'm really glad he didn't do it. I Obviously, I've only seen What's Up Dark and they all laughed. But I don't think it's style... The will... Will. And the thing called love. And the Pinkham laugh! The Pinkham will laugh, The best film ever! Yes! <laughs> Actually, I'm going to say about Bogdanovich because not the window, obviously. <laughs> But but all those films but not really they all laugh, they're all like nice films and, and I just don't know if his style I could be completely wrong, but I just don't know if his style would have fit that. Whereas I think Bob Fossey does quite like hard topics. I mean like Nazi Germany and stuff, so I feel like he is good to tell this story. Yeah. The best one. Maybe not the best one. I've not mm-hmm. thought about who would be better, I just think that this would not have been Bogdanovich's style at all. Yeah.
0: And then I guess you could we could talk about Bob Fossey. Like I know this is his last movie and it was weirdly like very personal to him for like Irving Matters. Kind of get that quote out of my head.
1: Yeah. That's weird. Like
0: like, I don't know. I just feel like everything he said about it like has made it worse too. Like he said in this interview. Um That the death of Dorothy Strine can't be blamed totally on the perpetrator, nor on adult magazines, nor on Hollywood. He finally arrives at its screwed up values. No one wants to be ordinary. Everyone wants to be special. I don't know what he
1: really meant by that, but... (sighs) Because from Star 80, what I got is that he put the sole blame, as he should, on Paul Snyder. That's what I got from this film because of how and evil they show him so I'm really surprised that he said that yeah like, no because also this is what people try to justify all these serial killers no they murdered because they are them that's why they murdered there's no justifying it Paul Snyder was the C word and he killed Dorothy Like that's it that's that's it they're so justifying it but I, I really thought what Sorry did was show him how evil and how monstrous he was but in not a cartoonist and not like a one layered way um so I'm really shocked by he felt that way because I was he really because that's why I was shocked as well when I saw that he said that he said to Eric that it would have been him if he wasn't famous mm-hmm. but it's, you're portraying this man as you should so evilly how are you missing your own point
0: yeah that's weird. weird
1: very weird and
0: I wish I did not watch the movie just so I could comment on that but... I don't know. I just feel like having seen All That Jazz, which was based on himself, he definitely did not have a very positive outlook on the world and on women at all. I don't know. I
1: don't know too much about him, to be honest with you. Yeah. I just think
0: maybe, I just don't know if he was the right person to tell the story, but I can't think of who would be the right person. Yeah. I just, I don't know. And maybe it, since it's a true story, it, I just view it all so differently. Yeah.
2: And if I don't sign? (laughs) Then we both jump out a window.
3: No, seriously, if you don't sign, then it's all off. She wants to go.
2: I'm slowly beginning to get the idea that you want her to go. That leaves me, her mother.
3: I know this could be a real opportunity for us. It could
2: change our lives. What is this us, our? I don't see any naked pictures of you here, Paul. I don't see any pictures of you with your privates hanging out for the whole world to look at.
3: Let's get the camera. I'm willing. Oh, I bet you are.
2: I don't know. She wouldn't even walk around the house in a nightgown before she met you.
3: Do you know who reads Playboy?
2: No, tell me.
3: Movie producers, directors, agents, TV people, the people who produce Charlie's Angels read Playboy. I have this feeling about Dorothy, this hunch that she's going to be a big star in the movies or on TV. I don't know, but a really big star. But she's going to need help. You can't do it alone. You need somebody.
2: And you're going to be that somebody.
3: I know all the tricks. I know all the con games. Hey, I know all the bullshit, and there's plenty of that, believe me. Together, we could be somebody. People would know who we are. People would know our names. People would treat us that special way, the way they treat stars. People would Hell, we walk into a restaurant. People... I do love her. What did you say? I said I love her.
2: Funny. I could have sworn you said I love it. But I guess with Dorsey
0: in the movie, one thing I know about it is there's a lot of nudity and Marielle Hemingway even got breast implants. Yes. Before they started filming and it caused her like a lot of health problems.
1: That sucks, it's horrid.
0: And I was just wondering like, what you think about, like, movies just in general, is there a way to show that her character is being exploited, like, without physically exploiting the actress and, in turn, like, the real person that she's playing?
1: I think this film kind of low-key gets away with the exploitation because I think it does lend itself to the exploitation genre. And I think if you watch it as an exploitation set, should say... That should be a bit better, I feel like. <sighs> see, I don't think... I didn't think the nudity was that bad. <laughs> I, uh, sure. I really didn't. Um, yeah. we show some of her photos, and it's Meryl Hemingway, recreated them. And yeah, someone was a bit like, whoa. I really liked her portrayal in this film, so I didn't mm-hmm. really see a lot of problems with it. <laughs> All sorts of way, I know. Oh, my God. I don't know. I was just blinded by this film. I really like this film. But yeah, when I read about Meryl Hemingway getting... Oh, sick and suffer it's horrible mm-hmm. it's really sad and it's you should not I, I fear maybe that was of the time but mm-hmm. in the early 2000s probably had under 90s probably had their actresses doing awful stuff to their bodies as well mm-hmm. and that also makes me not look at bob fossey in a very good light as well you're the director you're the boss yeah you should not have allowed that to happen
0: that's true i don't know if you wanted to cast her I can't remember. I think she just really campaigned for the role, oh. but I think he wanted to cast um Melanie oh. Griffith.
1: That's it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And, and Richard Gere. Oh, yeah. As Paul Snyder. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Richard Gere and the too much, so I don't want him in that role. <laughs> but I Melanie Griffith was a bit of a shout, right? Maybe. But I think Meryl looked like her. I really yeah. yeah. Melanie but doesn't like look voice. like to me, but no, no, yeah,
0: but yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I just wondered, is just in general, is that possible? Because they were pointing out in this review that I read that in Euphoria, the TV show, they yeah. they condemn the showing or the sharing of the nude photos of Sydney Sweeney's character, but then immediately after that, they show the nude photos. So it's like, yeah what what are you trying to say with that i don't it's just obviously i don't have an issue with nudity but i think it's like different in these scenarios where these women are known to be like being taken advantage of for these photos that they chose to have taken themselves and then it's spreading to to other people yeah i don't know
1: (laughs) and it's so horrible as well because yeah we don't want dorothy to just be known for her playboy life for nudity as well. Yeah, that shouldn't be the last thing. But I get more from her character in this than that. That's good. But on the yeah. surface, yeah, it's yeah. not. But yeah, that's just, oh, it's just Hollywood in it. They just love to show nudity in it now.
0: Yeah, that's true. I just thought maybe like Hefner, maybe he meddled with... Because you know, Hugh Hefner is
1: portrayed well in this.
0: Okay, that's funny because I like, thought he like sued...
1: I, yeah, he yeah, was upset yeah, about is. his virgin. I'm like, did I watch the same film? Yeah, and like what? Because he's portrayed as like a dad figure, it's like her dad, okay, and a father figure. That's the better yeah. like <laughs> dad figure. So I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um, because he's he's given her advice. It's a really good scene where they find out that Paul wants to marry her, and she's in the office with Hugh and loads of other people, and. Then, Hugh's not telling her outright not to get married, mm-hmm. but his assistant's next to Dorothy, and she's he doesn't want you to get married. Don't get married. And it's not obviously going to praise Hefner in this film, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I actually really like that scene because it's mm-hmm. like they all care for her. Once again, this is in the film, but I actually really like how they portrayed Hefner. And obviously that's no way not liked, but he was like he was well liked in this film. And obviously knowing how horrible he is, you know, you watch it, you're like, oh my god. But like, he was really nice in this film. This That's makes so no remember. sense to why he sued. Yeah. <laughs> There's a really good scene where he meets Paul for the first time and they're at a party in the Playboy mansion. And so Dorothy's there, and Paul's there, and Dorothy introduces him and introduces Paul to Hugh. And Paul's saying these lines, saying these quotes that Hugh has said in the past. Hugh Hefner is even weirded out. Like if you're gonna weird out Hugh Hefner, You've lost. And he's playing his quotes wrong. And then this comes back later in the next scene where he's in bed with Dorothy and he's like, oh my God, I'm such an embarrassment. Oh, I can't believe I embarrassed myself in front of Hugh. And it just shows how like, just like creepy and like how they discovered Pimpy. Mm Who was. I see
3: you got all right. Mr. Hefner, Mr. Paul Snyder, Paul, Mr. Hefner. If a man has a right to find God in his own way, he has a right to go to the devil in his own way here's another descriptions of murder which we consider a crime are acceptable in art and literature but descriptions of sex
2: are prohibited.
3: our society has put hate above love favored killing over living right? pretty close but I think I said favored death over life what? I don't
1: understand what? he's
3: quoting me old of that that's great stuff fine piece of work God, I feel happier I our old friends. You know, I think we even have some mutual buddies. Is uh, Telly at this bash? Telly? Savalas. Telly Savalas. He's an old pal. Thought I might see him. Oh! oh. Hey, Bobo. Uh, uh, Bobo. Bobo, I want you to meet Dorothy Stratton.
2: Hi.
3: Bobo. Bobo Weller.
2: <laughs>
3: I still got your centerfold on my wall. Oh, well.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> your favorite book is The Hype Report. Like, uh. Rod Stewart, Linda Ronstadt, and Bob Stacks, Right. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that scene with Hugh is so interesting because everyone around them doesn't like Paul, but they don't show it to him. But you just feel like there's like a su- supportive air between Hugh and Dorothy, mm-hmm. which is nice to see. <laughs> like maybe that's maybe they put all the energy into us hating Paul, which I'm mm-hmm. fine with. Because, yeah, they do let... Hugh Hefner is not bad in this film. Okay. At all. Which is also probably not good. I feel like that would just be so
0: obvious that he was part of the problem, too. No.
1: It's all of the blame in this film is on Paul. Completely. Like, there's nothing else. There's We never see Hugh. And I obviously... No, nobody can have that. I've always watched these scenes with a bit of like, when they're alone and I'm thinking, oh God, what is he going to do her?" But he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He just gives her advice and stuff. They're like, yeah, they honestly, it's all on Paul. All the blame, as it should be though. But yeah, he is the villain of the film. On a film level, mm-hmm. where I hated Death of a Centipold, this is completely different. This is okay. told and shot so well there's musical stings at work, there's, oh my god, there's a freaking, Paul's got a motif, right? He's always listening to uh, Rod Stewart's I'm So Sexy, what's it song called? I'm So Sexy, you know the one? You know the one? (laughs) If you want my body, (laughs) that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think I'm sexy, yeah. That is always played in Paul's car. Oh, wow. And... Paul is like a is like a like a promoter, like a nightclub mm. sort of thing. And he's always doing a wet t-shirt contests to YMCA. And I think it's brilliantly told because they're having an interview with Liz like Press and they're asking about Paul, oh, why isn't he here? Where's your fiance? Where's your husband? And she says he's doing a show. Immediate cut. And he's doing like a magic mic type show for these women. And he's buff men are dancing and getting wet in a little paddling pool to YMCA. And I just think that's an excellent way of storytelling, but showing how integral and how how important to her crap that Dorothy was or how mm-hmm. professional she was, that she would lie for her scummy fiance. whilst well, he's not doing a show. He's just mm-hmm. getting all these old women horny and taking their money. And I just think it shows them brilliantly. I think it's... Just expert in storytelling. It tells you exactly who Paul is. He's only in it for money. He only wants money. Mm-hmm. Anything for money. Whereas Dorothy is actually taking the time. She's talking to interviewers. She's actually keeping her cards close to her chest. Whereas with Paul, it's just black and white money. This is like an actually good made made film. Like, really good. I really love it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I will say, though, I will say, don't like the ending. Yeah. Yeah. The I the wanted episode.
0: to talk about that, but I was thought you would yeah, sure I like it. To... That's
1: yeah. Yeah. It's basically it's it's the day. We get like a time stamp and stuff, and she goes to his house. And it's actually long. It's long. This mm. final scene is long. They're in this room. He won't let her leave. And then he, or he gives her the keys and she goes to leave and then he gets the shotgun out and it's I don't like scenes like this because I also don't like it when we have a scene with two people who existed but both are dead so we actually don't know what was said in this scene what was said in real life yeah so I feel like you shouldn't show it mm-hmm. you don't know what was said um you don't know at all so I just feel like the, that this is when it takes the exploit to burst to like a whole new level and does ruin the film for me I can't defend this at all like I'll defend every aspect of this film but I think showing what they show in this bit is horrible the last line of the film is Paul, and he says, that I kind of like this, and I like, will say why, but I will just say that way. <laughs> As before he shoots himself, he says, you won't forget Paul Snyder. And that's the last line of the film. And then it does show a little, there's a little big net of the Bogdanovich, moving on, it, oh, I never know who it was. Um, uh, there's like a montage of people in their life that actually don't know if she's dead yet. And I thought that was mm. heartbreaking to see them get on with their daily lives. But yes, yeah, back to that quote. You won't forget Paul Snyder being the last spoken line. I can understand why people won't like it. I will say for this. I think it's a good last line because the audience, yeah, we won't forget you, Paul. We won't forget how much of an evil C-word you are. We won't forget that. You will live on as this evil scumbag, disgusting little man. And I think... I like that. that, that's how this idiot thought you would be remembered as being like a great, but no, we remember you as a just despicable human you were.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I like that. But I could un- totally understand, when a film about Darby Stratton, the last line is Paul Snyder. But yeah, I just think it's just, I think we ju- they justify that line by showing us how evil he was. Yeah.
0: With the that, that final scene they filmed, the actual, yeah, yeah apartment and they used like the crime scene photographs to set everything up accurately or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just like, um yeah, I'm not watching that movie after yeah. I read that. Yeah.
1: So I i found that out on classic I'm to be trivia after. Yeah. I can't justify oh, I can't do it one bit. I can't in the actual house it happened in. Realism yeah. is good. He's got on his walls because he was obsessed at the end with Dorothy and he had all the pictures of her on his walls and stuff. And I guess in that sense, that's good to recreate that. Shows him, shows how bad he was in the head. And But yeah, that's horrible. I can't, I just, I wouldn't want something filmed at Cielo Drive. Something, mm-hmm. you know, nothing to like the murder house. I cannot believe they filmed it there. That to me is too much. Mm-hmm. That to me is almost, yeah, I can't, even like i can't like the film because of that it's yeah. awful i think that just shows that yeah no, this isn't a tale of love this is exploiting their death exploiting her murder for what for a film it's, yeah it's awful not good
0: no but um, this is
1: gonna be awkward because obviously <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i do recommend the film like i can't lie to you <laughs> I really hate the ending. I really do. I really wish that they didn't do what they did. Mm. But I would watch it for a bit. I would watch it for to see just how evil they portray Paul, for how well Eric Roberts does in the role, and how lovely Meryl Hemingway is as Dorothy, and how nicely they, nicely they do portray Dorothy. Just, just that ending. Just that yeah. ending. But I, I think it's a good film. I think I, I if it wasn't about a real life case, I think it would be I'd love it. Like.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. I think that was like the sticking point for me was yeah. that it is real because yeah. there's a lot of movies about the the exploitation of women through men that they're still hard to watch, but like I can watch them and I can get something out of them. But yeah, maybe since it's just like a personal story, to me, it seemed to revolve too much around the fact that we knew she was brutally murdered And so that's what we're waiting for, um, like what are how much are they going to show stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I guess it could lead to a more positive question. But um, what do you think, Dorothy, if she had lived longer, like what she would have done with her career and maybe some roles she would have played? I forgot to mention this is a question from one of our followers film yes. underscore flair um thank you for the question yes
1: thank you so much um you're gonna kill me you're gonna hate me i <laughs> couldn't think of any oh my god no no what it was is that for me she would have absolutely mastered the comedy genre that's it for me. Mm. she would have been in comedy i think she would be a comedy queen i'm now also thinking of films i'm sorry and this is boring she would have been great in something like What's Up Doc as Barbara Streisand's character, but in mm-hmm. something in that vein. Yeah, like a screwball. Also, it's screwball, exactly. Yeah. I'm also thinking about, and I've already said this film before, because I think the Sharon, but like Airplane, <laughs> like the, oh, air, yeah. the, the air assess. She'd be great at that. She'd, she'd look amazing in it. I think she would suit that really well. I think she would do great in just comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think and that's the hardest thing for people to play and I think she'd be amazing in that. I was thinking, this is so not right. But I watched recently a Be Kind Rewind video about The Godfather Part 3. Mm-hmm. And I was actually thinking, what if she was Diane Keaton's character in the first <laughs> film? <laughs> I think she oh, would have been good. It. Yeah. That could have been, let's say this, this is before her, that yeah. could have been her big break, a film like that. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Like, when she was 12.
1: It's like... <laughs> Right
0: no, the fan cast scene then... does not follow <laughs> space time as we know it.
1: But <laughs> I feel like we've only really seen her in like ensembles. Mm-hmm. I know just two films. And she, she's, uh, it's strictly strictly with because I guess she was like the main star. I see her being in like a group film. Yeah. Not that I didn't mean she had the chops to do it like, to lead a film. She definitely did. But I just feel like she works. She would work better in a group setting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's great for comedy yeah come up oh my god I feel like maybe like Daryl Hannah had her career
0: yeah oh my god I was just thinking that
1: right yeah. oh my god I was thinking about what the... that?
0: yeah what? I thought of Roxanne with Steve Martin so exactly. that's weird I think Daryl
1: Hannah stole <laughs> Dorothy's <laughs> career like what about you Audrey what have you got
0: I feel like she would have definitely kept acting. I know she had yes. a few projects in the works or at least idea. I think there was at least one TV movie about Marilyn Monroe Ooh, that she oh, was wow. going to okay. do. I don't, I think she could have done it. I don't know. Same. Same. I don't yeah. hate that, but that's quite good. Because I think at least with these two and a half, I don't know what to count gate town as but like <laughs> she had a sort of same quality as Marilyn of just I don't know how to describe it but that's like the beauty of it a
1: little genocide like just,
0: yeah just very captivating I, yes yeah and
1: I think she played it down whilst playing it up which is, uh, <laughs> like,
0: yeah uh, I don't think she tried to
1: To be so effortless and cool, right? Yeah,
0: she just. But she was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, and she was acting. Like.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I can see her doing something like that. I also had, just like a Nora Ephron rom com. I think she would have fit that style really well. Oh, I love that. I love when Harry met Sally. So, and Meg Ryan is just perfect in that. But just something of that nature.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Maybe like Carrie Fisher, but then I love Carrie Fisher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe not that. Maybe like, no. you've got mail or okay, yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> one of yeah. the more rubbish ones. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but just a rom-com that was smart and a good romance. I just, it's, di- it's too bad she didn't have a nice romance in one of her movies. I don't know if this is work, but I also said like Dolly Parton in 9 to 5. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes
0: because <laughs> she's like yeah. the perceived to be like the dumb blonde and yeah. but she's just she's so nice to everyone and just super funny and kind of feisty it would have been nice to see dorothy interact more with women too because i don't think she did and her- oh well she
1: she befriended colleen cab
0: oh yeah that's true
1: which is showed in sorry but yeah
0: but yeah, I don't no, remember her you, sharing yeah. scenes with women for some reason.
1: No, Galaxina, not at all. Like, not at all.
0: Yeah, there was no other women. No, except
1: when it's a really good start, weird party. The weird... Was yeah. <laughs> um, no, women, yeah, a women mm-hmm. ensemble. Okay.
0: And just, like, defeating the misogynistic pig. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs>
1: I would like to see it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's that was about it. I was definitely not sure because we haven't seen we hadn't seen her do that much, yeah. but she had a lot of potential.
1: Yeah, um, and that's I'm sorry to bring it down again, but that's yeah. what hurts the most. You yeah, tons of potential. You really wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see that. You could yeah, no offense. She's actually she's not bad. <laughs> she's, not no. bad she's really good. Maybe
0: work with a female director as well, too. Or I don't know. I just think it wasn't a good idea, maybe to have her like one of her first films be with someone like Bogdanovich. Yes. Um, yeah. I wanted to see her career grow, and yeah, just see where she would be at now. She wouldn't be very old.
1: No, no, so, like not sixty.
0: So. Sixty.
1: She would still be at today. Yeah, that's what sucks most. How do you think Dorothy Stratton should be remembered? I think she should be remembered for her actual great work ethic in the fact that she wanted to break out of the Playboy lifestyle and become an actress. And I think we should, honestly, I think actressing should come first. Mm -hmm. I think we should all realise how great she was and the potential she had as an actress. And the fact that she was just a lovely, kind-hearted being. But yeah, I wanted to be known that she was just a lovely woman, great actress. Yeah, respect. What about you, Audrey? <laughs> what about
0: you? I think it's just important to remember how young she was, and like yes, the climate yes. that she grew up in. Yep. And just remember that her situation was. Something that we should be aware of, just in general. Take action if you can, if you see someone who is in the similar position that she was in. Um, because I feel like so many people knew what was going mm. on with her and they yes. just ignored yes. the signs. And that's really upsetting because she just she gave so much to other people. Like it's a shame that she didn't really get that in return, like when she really needed it most. And I think with her acting as well like she should be remembered for the just kind of the spark she brought to these movies and her professionalism and her eagerness to learn she was just robbed of a beautiful life and career yeah. um and that shouldn't be forgotten so I'm glad we got to talk about her because I feel like nobody really talks about her yeah, um, yeah. which is just this is why we Wrong. do podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. This is why we started about you? the perfect person to do for this. Podcast. Yeah. It's literally what we did. This is to uplift her. Yeah. Very happy we are doing this. Me too.
0: We'll be closing out our first series with an episode on Lana Clarkson and the biopic. It's not really a biopic about her, but the Phil Spector biopic. Follow us on Instagram. Yes, always love. Love. And we'll see you next week. This episode was co-hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, and co-hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'EMilio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.